0: Hi, and welcome to the latest episode of the Good Works Podcast. Today we're going to talk all about the census. And as always, please stick with us until the end when Sarah and I will tell you what we're looking forward to. Hello, Sarah.
1: Good morning.
0: How are you? I'm
1: great. Yes. Happy to be back to work after a week off of you know winter break. And yeah. Cabinet painting. I know so. you did some house
0: projects during <laughs> yeah. that break. Yeah. How'd they go?
1: Um I I am glad to be away from the paint thinner. Let's just leave it there.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, hopefully you're feeling um, like you can breathe easily in your office compared to in your kitchen right now. Much better now. Very good. Yes, I'm glad um, to be back in sort of normal work mode as well. Uh, When schools have a break, everything slows down a little bit, which is nice. But on the other hand, I like our usual kind of pace around here.
1: All right. But we also came off of a very big week right before winter break. With our gratitude summit, which was fantastic. Phenomenal, and
0: yeah. um,
1: so it was really nice to have a little downtime.
0: It was. Yeah. I feel I feel like I'm rested. Yeah, me too. So this is a very very special time <laughs> that only happens once every ten years. Mm-hmm. It's time for the census. Da-da-na-na. Yeah. <laughs> so today we wanted to talk to you, our dear listeners, about the census, um, and I'm going to start by covering just kind of the basics. Yeah. So the census happens every 10 years, and people wonder, is this something new? And the answer is not at all. Census goes all the way back to the founding of the United States. People that were founding the country thought, you know, every 10 years, we should probably take a good count of who's around. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, really important information to have when you're running a country. You need to know how many people are in every nook and cranny to do it well. Um Something special this year, though, is that this is the first time that the United States Census has gone online, meaning you can go online to handle your census reporting. And the self-report period, that's what we call it when you do it yourself, has already started. So right now, you can go online and fill out the census materials rather than waiting for a mailing or someone to come knock on your door. Um, Now, there's a lot of confusion about what the census does and how we use the information. And I wanted to take a second to clear that up. Have you heard about some of the controversy, Sarah? Oh,
1: yeah. It's out there.
0: Yeah, it's out there. (laughs) So this year, over the past year or so, there's been a big conversation about should there be a citizenship question Mm -hmm. on the census form? Essentially, should we say to someone, hi, you know, where do you live? Where are you? And are you a U.S. citizen? And there are pros and cons to that. I can understand both sides of that conversation. Um, But the truth is the census is not a political piece of paper. It's really just to get a count. What are the numbers? What are the numbers? And we use the information not for any kind of policing or enforcement. We use the numbers from the census so we know, hey, how much water usage is in that little teeny hamlet? Right. Or what are the sewage systems needed? Or you know, should we make sure we have an extra fire truck right. in that particular fire station because there are so many people that live down that particular road?
1: Right. Those are critical things that affect all of us.
0: Right. So if we get those numbers wrong, then here's the truth. If we don't have the right number of fire trucks in the right stations, and then we actually have 100 more people living down a road than we thought we did, Mm -hmm. and they call for a fire truck, and then someone else calls for a fire truck a block over, we might not have enough fire trucks. So if we get the count wrong, it has real public health issues. Um, The same with sort of sewage lines. Mm -hmm. These are Things Nobody wants to talk about that. Don't want to talk about. We don't want to talk about. We
1: all hope when we flush the toilet that exactly. it's going to work.
0: <laughs> that it's going to work. So these are the bigger picture of the census. The thing we want to know is where are people tucked away? Mm-hmm. If we confuse that or conflate that with things that make people scared to answer, then when we have the wrong information, we can't take care of everybody safely. Right. So I do think we have lots of things to talk about when it comes to citizenship, and I don't want to ignore that that's a huge issue. But I think it's a shame this year that it's gotten so mixed up with census right. because my biggest fear is people might not fill out their census form. Because
1: they're afraid. Because they're
0: afraid. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, please fill out your census form. <laughs> it's really important to all of us that Count we get – Count your kids too. And thank you, Sarah. <laughs> You've teed up exactly. Here in the Southern Finger Lakes – our undercount is in young children. Mm-hmm. Lots of people are really good about filling out their census form, but they don't think to count young kids. Mm-hmm. Or they. a lot of people think, oh, you count people over 18. But not at all. We want to count every breathing little person right. in our area. So if you have a baby that is one minute old, mm-hmm. count them in the census. Right. Um, and some people don't like the idea of someone knocking on their door and saying, how many people live in your house? I don't blame you. That's an awkward moment. Yeah. So the best way to avoid having a census worker come knock on your door is to fill out your form yourself, to right. self-report. They won't send door-to-door knockers out for quite a while. So go ahead and self-report today. And then you get put on the list of don't go knock on that door. We've already got them. Right. So if that's your thing, you're like, oof, I don't like someone coming to my house, self-report and you'll never see a census worker.
1: How long do you think it'll take to fill out that um, form online?
0: Truly under five minutes. Um, This is really quick. If you get anything in the mail that looks like a census form, but asks you information like your social security number, or asks you for things beyond how many people live in your house. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are a couple of other little questions, but they're the kind of things that take less than a minute to check. Nobody on your census, no legitimate census form is asking you for any financial routing information. If it seems tricky to fill out, chances are you're looking at something that's not a census form. It's It's a scam. And we have already seen reports of mailings going out that are scams pretending to be U.S. census information. That's why, even though it sounds weird to say what I'm about to say, your safest bet is to go to the website. Mm -hmm. Go to the U.S. Census Bureau website. You can Google it and find it really quickly. And fill out there on their secure server, their secure form. And then the good news is you can ignore any mail that comes to your house altogether because you've self-reported. Perfect.
1: And you could go to your library too. So um, folks that don't have computer, whatever kind of access, can go to their public library and use the computers there and
0: you sure forms. can. Mm-hmm. The public library is a wonderful partner in census work. I'm glad you brought them up. Particularly a lot of our families in the more rural parts of our community don't have good don't have broadband, don't have internet that's quick at their house. So if you go to your local library, that's a really great place to file your census. And it's always really fun to go to the library. Oh yeah. You know, I like that idea. Maybe I will go to the library to take care of my census form just to give me an excuse to check out some books. Exactly. It's so a win win. It is a win win. <laughs> So, Sarah, that's the big picture yeah. about census, um, but we have kind of a special little role we're playing in the census here at the Community Foundation of elmira Recording the Finger Lakes. Ooh. Care to share with our yeah. listeners? Yeah. So
1: this is really exciting. We're usually tucked in our in our wonderful world here in the Finger Lakes region, you know, making grants to our local nonprofits. But because of the census, um, we have been given the opportunity to host a mini grant program for. Um, organizations statewide um, who want to help um, with reporting and getting people to fill out the census forms. So um, we have a mini-grant application set up online um, where, you know, uh, folks from organizations throughout the state, Rockland County, Saratoga, Adirondacks, um, Western New York, Buffalo, um, who are applying for grants to do this work? So it's been really cool to see some of those ideas um, come through and to talk to the folks on the ground. Um, not that we, you know, have forgotten our local people, but it's it's neat to be part of this bigger statewide effort.
0: And one of our reasons we were excited to accept the opportunity to help by passing through these statewide dollars um, to the, around the state was for the chance to meet organizations from all over, because now we can help make some introductions. When we hear of a wonderful program in Rockland County doing something really cool, we can then introduce them to someone maybe in Yates County doing something really cool.
1: Or we can say, hey, locals, why didn't you borrow this idea?
0: Yes. (laughs) Or... Uh, hey locals, you can also apply for these. Right? Programs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're not. Yeah. We're not
1: restricting um, our local organizations from participating, because we have just as much of a role in making sure we get the count right as everybody else does around the state.
0: And so, yeah, um, extra special note out to local organizations that do serve families with very young children mm-hmm. um, under five. We really are looking at you to help us make sure people remember to con- to count their kids. Yeah. So if that's something, if you'd like to apply for a small grant to do some um, educational work in your program around census – definitely come knock on the door. I'm
1: thinking of like our, our parent resource centers or our family resource centers might mm-hmm. be a great applicant organization to help families. because Just because of the nature of their work, they see so many kids and
0: families. They sure do. Yep. And those are the kinds of organizations that we can better serve when we have an accurate count. Right. If we know how many people are in the neighborhoods, then we know, hey, that particular Family Resource Center needs more juice boxes than we thought. And that's the kind of, as silly as that sounds, that's the exact kind of thing that we can do much better work around when we have an accurate census count. So, well, I know that I'm going to go to the library to fill out my (laughs) census information. Um, And so I'm looking forward to doing that now because I love going to the library. But what else are you looking forward to in the next couple of weeks, Sarah?
1: All right. Well, I just want to, so tomorrow night I'm attending um, the Economic Opportunity Program's 55th annual meeting and celebration. Um, So that's super exciting and a huge shout out for the extraordinary work that EOP does every single day and for 55 years um, for our community and our our neighbors here um, in Chemung and Schuyler County, I believe. Yes. Um, but other than that, so we have another program at the Community Foundation I'm looking forward to seeing applications come in for, and that's our Women Leaders Launchpad program. This is a professional development program for women leaders in the nonprofit field, either middle or senior management women who are looking to transform their leadership skills, um, work on some, um, you know, life balance, all the things that, that we need to be successful in work and life. Um, Rhonda Morton from Savannah Consulting is the leader of um, the program. So there's a series of workshops. I believe there are four workshops along with four individual coaching sessions. So applications are currently being accepted. Um, The program starts middle of March. So if you want more information, get a hold of me or go to our website, communityfund.org. Um, give me a call, but, uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that.
0: And we have a number of people in the community who have gone through that program. And yeah. what I notice is how tight their relationships become when they're a cohort. Right. So if you're someone thinking about that, because you'd like to experience that professional development, a side effect is you come out of it with a group of really close yeah. colleagues you can lean on for years, for years and years to come. Right. I know several
1: groups, um, cause we've been doing it for five years now, I believe, yeah. um, a couple of the groups have uh, private Facebook groups too I did that they've created that. so that they can, you know, brainstorm ideas or bounce um, problems, challenges, and successes back and forth with each other. So um, it's it's a really neat program.
0: Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope there are
1: lots of applicants. I hope so too. All right, Randy.
0: It's one of my favorite seasons. <laughs> okay, everybody. Every year. Every year. It is high school musical season. Yes. So around the end of March, a bunch of different school districts, and we have many districts in our area, uh, put on their spring musicals, and I love it. So um, normally I plug one, but I went and did a little research because I thought, oh, we have listeners all over the place. Interestingly, the last weekend in March, you have three opportunities Dear friends, to go see some great local theater. So if you're in Elmira, um, Elmira High School will be doing The Wedding Singer.
1: Oh, fun!
0: I know, great '80s tunes. If anyone's a fan of the Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore movie from the late '90s, um, you don't want to miss a chance to see a local production. Um, Hammondsport will be presenting Annie that weekend. I mean, who doesn't love love Annie? Annie Thank you. It. That was lovely. That was lovely. Um, so I won't sing anything because I like people to tune in again. Um, so, yeah, go check out Annie in Hammondsport, And then in Corning, they'll be putting on Crazy for You. Oh, fun. Um, and that will be March 26th through 29th. Um, it's a great Gershwin show. Yeah. Um, Probably, it's full of famous uh, Gershwin tunes. It's probably something we would consider more of a jukebox musical today, but this was before we had that phrase. Um, but if you like I've Got Rhythm, it's one of the big tap numbers of you know musical theater canon. No um, and then if that weekend isn't good for you, and you're looking for something much sooner, Horseheads, March 5th through 7th, is producing um, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, cool. That's a wonderful stage show, and um, it's a little bit like the Disney movie. It is a Disney property, um, but the stage version is a bit darker Mm -hmm. and uh, tracks a little closer to the book, so I would highly recommend it. It's uh, has an absolutely beautiful score. Um, it's a spectacular show. And Horseheads, these are all districts that do a great yeah. job. Yeah, so we're
1: very lucky that we have such great high school theater programs.
0: We do. That is a, that's a priority here in our region, and it certainly shows. So I would recommend, even if you don't know someone in the show, go check them out. I'll occasionally pop into a show where I don't know anybody, and um, just because I like the show. Mm-hmm. And I always walk away truly stunned by the talent on the stage yeah. and thinking these are kids these, you know some of these leads are as young as 14 years old right. um, and it also you know as someone who can't sing at all I'm just always so so taken by people's vocal talent <laughs> <laughs> So please go check those out. Um, high school shows tend to have ticket prices, you know, maxing out around $10. I know some of them are in the five and seven range. Usually very young children are free. So um, go! Don't don't let anything hold you back. And if you really do, if you have a larger family and you wish you could go see a show and that ticket price is prohibitive, don't hesitate to reach out to us here. Yeah. Um, we want to make sure that everyone gets to see these shows. And the reason that they do have to charge is part of the contract for the show. Right. So it's not that these schools wouldn't love to put these on for free, but they have to pay for the rights to do the show. Right. So if you're thinking, ooh, you know, my family of $5, $50 is a little beyond what we have for that weekend, don't don't miss out. Come right. talk. Yeah. Talk to us. Talk to the, the program. Um, we want everyone to see these shows. That's for sure. All right. Oh, I love this season. It gets me through I March. I know. Yeah. The weather in March is the worst, but you get to sing show tunes the whole month. Right.
1: And then and then see, uh, see green grass and yes. you know, sunshine more often.
0: And <laughs> so. that, yeah. So this is a good, good time of year yeah. um, for some happiness. And then we get into our spring, which is short but stunning. Right. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Sarah, for another conversation. Um, Remember those census forms, everybody. And uh, I really look forward to talking with everyone on our next episode of the Good Works Podcast. (laughs)